Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, will see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd through the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Man. You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? It's showtime. Hello everybody, welcome back to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast. I'm your host, Robbie. And I'm Sammy. And welcome to Halloween Ends. Finally. Mm-hmm. It's been a long road to get here, but we are finally here. Yeah, it took a very long time to get here. Yeah. For us. <laughs> Unfortunately. Very much so. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you want me just to dive in? You have anything else you yeah. want to talk about um, before we start the show? Before we uh, dive into the program, uh, we will be at Spookola in uh, October. You know the dates of that? Um, Spookala is... Spookala. In Tampa, Tampa dates it's are... Like, it's the first weekend in October. It's the 4th through the 6th of October. Hold on. It is the 6th through the 8th. Oh, the 6th through the 8th. I'm of October. Talk. That's why I was looking it up, but it's okay. And then we will be at Spooky Empire. That is the, the 28th 20- through the 30th. Yes. So I just wanted to let our listening audience know if you want to catch up with us, look for us there. Are we confirmed for and, 90s uh, Con? We are going to be at 90s Con as well. That's, that's the 15th through the 17th of September. And that's also in Tampa. Yes. So, so Spookala and 90s Con are in Tampa, but two different locations. And then Spooky Empire is in Orlando. So yeah. So mm-hmm. if you want to catch up with us, say hi to the show. That's where we will be at. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. That's all I have. Okay. Well, then let's get started on the last Halloween movie. The last one. Halloween ends. 
All right, so we got some taglines as usual. First tagline, their saga ends. Okay. Fear makes monsters. I do think they push that a lot in this movie. Yeah. Evil meets its end, but probably I, not really because that's not a thing. I remember them pushing that a lot. Mm-hmm. And evil dies tonight. tonight. Yeah. Which is from really the last movie, but it's okay. We'll just repeat it for this one, I suppose. Right? Mm-hmm. So this one, we got the summary. Four years after the events of last year's of last year's Halloween kill. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. So Halloween kills happens and then four years goes by. Okay. Maybe they meant last year because that's when the movie came out. I don't know what they mean. IMDb is a struggle sometimes. So four years have passed since Halloween kills. Lori is living with her granddaughter, Allison, and is finishing writing her memoir. Michael Myers hasn't been seen since. Mm -hmm. Lori, after allowing the specter of Michael to determine and drive her reality for decades, has decided to liberate herself from fear and rage and embrace life. But when a young man, Corey Cunningham, is accused of killing a boy he was babysitting, it ignites a cascade of violence and terror that will force Lori to finally confront the evil she can't control once and for all. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So this one, as usual, is rated R for gore, bloody horror, violence, language, sexual references, etc. Genre, holiday, horror, mystery, and thriller. Director, once again, is David Gordon Green. He is back. Whole fuck ton of producers, which has been common for these last three movies. So Malika Cod, of course, Jason Bloom, Bill Black are all producers on the film. And then we have a whole slew of executive producers. So we got John Carpenter again, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ryan Freeman, Andrew Golov, David Gordon Green, Amlikar Jones, Julianne Washtaka. I definitely said that wrong. Danny McBride, Nate Meyer, Jennifer Scudder Trent, Ryan Turek, Christopher H. Warner, Attila Sa-Usur, and Thomas Zadra. There you go. The holistic okay. people. Yep. Of course they're going to be Jamie Lynn Curtis and John Carpenter. Of course they're going to be executive producers. Yeah, they want that the money. money. Mm-hmm. So writers on this one, we have Paul Brad Logan, Chris Benier, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. And then you always give credits to John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who created the created the actual characters. And, yep. the, and mm-hmm. the franchise, yep. Cinematographer on this one is Michael Simmons. I believe he was the same one as the last movie. And I was going to look and see, just out of curiosity, producers, writers. Yep, same cinematographer as the last movie. This one had a budget estimated of $20 million. It's gross in the U.S. and Canada was $64 million. And it's opening weekend. It made its money. Wow. $40 million opening weekend. Well, that's good because mm-hmm. the hype was real. Mm-hmm. They were, do you remember the taglines? Death dies tonight. Mm-hmm. And they were really pushing the whole end of Lori's storyline. Didn't this movie come out in COVID? Or they pushed it. This one came out October 14th, 2022. Okay. So, right. It was supposed to I come out. I did skip that. I'm sorry. Beforehand, but they pushed it. Everything COVID. got moved because of COVID. That's mm-hmm. right. That's yeah. why they said. The, the previous the, movie came out in 2021. That's why there was such Everything a gap moved. in between there because of COVID. Yeah. So, Halloween 
Kills. Uh, let's see. That one came out on October 15th, 21, but it was supposed to come out sooner and it got pushed. And then obviously this one got pushed. So it came out October 14th, 2022. Okay. It's runtime is an hour and 51 minutes. It's distributed by Universal Pictures. Camera, an RE Alexa Mini, Cook Anamorphic, iHawk V Plus Lenses, RE Alexa X SXT, Cook Anamorphic, and Hawk V Plus Lenses. I don't know what any of this means. So they're not sparing any expense when it comes to production. I believe that's you. what they're I that's what that you. means. That's what you say. I believe you. So the ratings. This one has a five out of ten on IMDb, forty percent by the critics on Rotten Tomato, and fifty-seven percent for an audience score. Five out of ten. People really hated. Mm, they this really movie. hate this movie. Movie. They really do. So cast: we have Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously back as Laurie, Andy back as Allison, Rohan Campbell is Corey Cunningham. Will Patton is back, W. Frank Hawkins. Kyle Richards is back as Lindsay Wallace. James Jude Courtney is our Michael Myers, a.k.a. The Shape. And, of course, they have to involve Nick Castle because he's been involved in all of these recent ones. And he provides voiceover work for Myers breathing, which always makes me laugh that they just have Nick Castle breathe for him. Hey, I mean, he's been doing it for so long. Why not? It's a good way to get a cameo. He, uh, part of the movie, but he does have a cameo that I'll talk about, too coming up so this was filmed in savannah georgia and it also listed salt lake city utah so i'm not sure where they actually filmed there but i think most of it still dumbfounds me Mm -hmm. that they let movies like this shot in utah the mormons Mm -hmm. i'm surprised too so you ready for some fun facts yes about the movie all right so producer jason bloom reiterated that while it will would not be the final film in the series obviously it will be the last Halloween movie that's under Blumhouse. So they will be na- not be making any more. Uh, the rights of the film series reverts back to Malek Akkad following the release of Halloween Ends. And when Akkad was asked about the future, he half-jokingly quoted his father, Mustafa, who had always quoted series star Donald Pleasance when asked how many Halloween movies he was going to make. He laughed and said, I'm going to stop at 22. So. I, bet th- I bet he's not. <laughs> They're just going to do these forever. I mean, they're cash cows, right? Mm-hmm. So in December 2021, they had revealed that Kyle Richards would be back to reprise her role in the film, but initially the character was not expected to return. But following the positive reactions to her performance, they rewrote the script to give her a role. So there you go. That's always okay. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And not counting the director's cut version of the Rob Zombie remakes, this is the longest Halloween film to date at 111 minutes. Okay. So there you go. Ignoring Rob Zombie because it's a slightly different thing. This is the longest Halloween movie. Rob Zombies are a little bit more violent. It's a bit different. We will definitely be covering those in the future. So we do have some horror movie references, although typical to Halloween, they also frequently like to just reference themselves. But, you know. So in the beginning of the film, the movie that Corey and Jeremy are watching is John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982, a clear reference to the original where Lori and Tommy were watching the original The Thing from Another World, in ni- which was produced in 1951. So, okay. Corey Cunningham is a new character that was inspired by Arnie Cunningham from Christine, which came out in 1983. 
We are introduced to Corey in Halloween Ends, and he's shown to have a similar haircut, identical blue button-up shirt, and a pair of black glasses that are reminiscent of Arnie and Christine. Okay. And I think I have a, a graphic I'll share on um, Instagram for that, too. That shows, like, side-by-side. Side. That sounds good. So Lori is writing her memoir. It's entitled Stalkers, Saviors, and Sam Hain. Back to this again. So Sam Hain is the Celtic festival, which eventually became the Halloween holiday that we're familiar with. But they also referenced it in Halloween in previous movies. Yes, they did. Yes. In Halloween 2, Dr. Loomis finds that Michael wrote it on a blackboard. Um, And then in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch... Cochrane is a Celtic witch who play who plans the max mass sacrifice of children on the night of Halloween. And it's also a central plot in Halloween, the curse of Michael Myers. So once again, once again, referencing that again. At the beginning of the film, I don't know if you all noticed, but Halloween ends uses the same blue font as in Halloween three season of the witch for its opening credits. Halloween Ends was released 40 years after Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Is that why they did it? Yes, I believe they did that because if you go back and look at all of these, the last three movies, mm-hmm. their orange. openings match the ones that came out like 40 years or right. whatever before it. So you have the original Halloween, so Halloween 2018, those correspond. And then you have Halloween Kills corresponds with Halloween 2 and then this one. Okay. So there you go. So that's probably why they did that, just to do a tie into all the previous ones. And towards the last act of the film, Allison can be seen wearing an outfit that's very similar to what Laurie Strode wore during the original Halloween. So they dress them very similarly. The trailers and promotional material for the film frequently used a shot of Laurie in her house, standing in a doorway with Michael off to her right, a recreation of the famous scare in Halloween where Michael comes out of the dark and stabs Laurie. But the shot is actually not in the final film. So it was just in the trailers. So they shot it, cut it from the mm-hmm. original film, the film. Mm-hmm. Okay. The high school kids ride in a black convertible, which is an homage to Halloween 5 and the character of Mike, who dresses, who obsesses over his black convertible in that film. And both cars end up being vandalized. So, yep. Yep. Remember that one well. That guy was annoying. Um, Well, these kids were too, I guess. So. Yeah. The use of a vehicle, the tow truck to attack and kill characters is another nod to Christine, which was also directed by John Carpenter. Yes, it was. There's a scene where Michael is trying to put Lori's hand in a garbage disposal. That's very similar to Halloween H2O, where he stalks Charlie and then um, has his hand inside of it trying to retrieve a corkscrew. So in H2O, he actually cuts it off. But so. No luck with Lori. So sorry, Mikey. Didn't work. After the opening titles during Lori's voiceover, a newspaper clipping can be seen with a headline stating that the Myers home was demolished following the events of Halloween Kills. So in this movie, there is no Myers home anymore. I, I don't know why Haddonfield just doesn't ban Halloween altogether. Like they're kind of stupid because they celebrate it constantly because of uh, Michael Myers and everything. Yeah, like why are you throwing parties? Come out and say, "Up, oh, Halloween is definitely banned." Like stop throwing parties. On yeah, Halloween. it doesn't make any sense. No, I agree. It really doesn't. Mm-mm. The movie ends on a series of shots of empty rooms in Laurie's house. It's very similar to how Halloween ends. I liked that 
because I don't know, I liked the ominous feeling of it in the original Halloween, mm -hmm. you know, and in this one, I guess it was supposed to be more like it's over, but at the same time, like, you know, it's, it's not, it's really not, over, you know, but I, I like that tie in. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought that was cool as well. Mm -hmm. When Lori sees Frank in the grocery store, the song by the band Blue Oyster Cults, Don't Fear the Reaper, can be heard on the store's music station. And that was in the first Halloween film when Lori and Annie are riding around in her car. So, okay. They love that song. Nice love little tie-in there, mm -hmm. too. Do a callback to it. Mm-hmm. During a date with Allison, Corey falls down and does the iconic Rise Up that Michael Myers is famous for doing. I definitely noticed that when he did that. That awkward where like your arms are like stiff at your side and you just sit up like a zombie or something. Yes. I definitely caught that when he did it. I was like, oop, there's Michael right there. Very weird. There's a shot of Lori looking down from her home from her home to see Corey near a bush looking up at her from the sidewalk and then he disappears and again this is another callback to Halloween where she sees Michael in the backyard and then he, he disappears. disappears caught that that was pretty obvious I feel like but another way to figure out that Corey kind of sucks another little hint there in the climax of the film the character of Lori hides from the shape in a closet with a see-through door much like the original film but in the main difference is that in this film she attacks Michael or the shape by jumping out of the closet and not the other way around. So good for her. You know, she's not a victim in this one as much as she was the first time. Taking back her power. Mm hmm. Laurie Strode and Lindsay are the only characters to survive from Halloween 1978 to the end of Halloween ends. Lindsay is actually the only character to survive her appearance in the series every time she's in a movie. So she lived through Halloween one, two, four, nine 12 and 13. so, so good a, job Lindsay. she's a final girl she made it more than Lori because Lori was killed off in one of those well yeah. technically more than one there are some like director's cuts where she was cut, killed off but you know Lindsay is the the badass i guess in this yeah because she's really the final girl because she made it in all of the movies yeah. no one wanted to kill Lindsay off or she just knew how to run the other way i know right so Lori has a framed photo of her and Annie and Linda in the house. Um, it was actually a promo photo from the original Halloween. So that's why they put that in there. And in a reversal of events from the original Halloween film, Michael stabs Lori in the ear with a knitting needle. That was a good callback too. And I like the reversal that they did on that. Yeah. Where she's trying to attack him once again with it. And he's like, no bitch, I've seen this. I remember. I've done this before. I got you. At the beginning of the film, Oscar's mom from Halloween Kills is shown to have hanged herself while wearing his devil's costume from Halloween. That's kind of sad. That sucks. But, like, I have questions over on this. So, he died very, like, brutally in that costume. Yeah. Why did she still have it? I don't know. Like, did she wash it? Because that's got to be, like, super covered in blood. From hanging? No, not from when she died, from when he died. Yeah. Because he was the one who had, like, the thing through his face. Yes, right? yeah. On the fence. Yeah. That's pretty gross. I don't know. Like, what a horrific thing to keep the whole thing. I mean, maybe, maybe she, she bought another one. I don't maybe know. Maybe she bought another one, but I don't maybe. know why she'd buy another one. I don't know. I have questions about this. That's just crazy. Anyway, so when Allison takes Corey to a Halloween party at Lindsay Wallace's bar, Corey eventually starts to panic as his past comes back to haunt him and he ends up scrambling around the room 
and he bumps into this older man in a trench coat. When he encounters Corey, the man pulls the coat open to reveal that he's covered his body with fake human organs and grins and he asks, see anything you like? And that was none other than Nick Castle. Nick Castle, exactly. Which we instantly recognized him. You're like, it's Nick Castle. He actually has lines. Mm -hmm. We're like, look at that. He's not just standing and being creepy. No, good for you, Nick Castle. Nick Castle has done things. I I know, but I mean, in the Halloween, in the Halloween franchise, he's literally been breathing or standing and looking creepy in the mask. Those have been his two parts. So that's what I'm saying. Like, good job. You got a speaking part. That was a lot of fun. Good Mm -hmm. job. Yeah. Not that he doesn't. Obviously, he knows what he's doing because he's been successful at a lot of other things. So this one for killer facts, we have 18 deaths in this movie. Okay. So Jeremy Allen, his neck was broken after accidentally being knocked off the balcony by Corey. You remember? Well, I think the kid Mm. in the beginning had it coming because he was fucking around and so he trapped him in that room. He trapped him upstairs. And then when he flung open the door, he went over the ban- banister. It was an accident. That was definitely not his fault. Mm-hmm. The kid was fucking around and mm-hmm. he deserved what he got. It was truly an accident. And yeah, that was a pretty horrific thing though. And then the fact that the parents were basically like, you did this to him. Well, I mean, technically, yes, but it was an accident. And that kid should not have been locking him in that. Yeah the Respect attic or whatever elders. it was yeah you know we, i'm mm-hmm. your babysitter i'm like your parent you need to chill yeah, he out was super disrespectful and um yeah he i feel like he deserved what he got Mm-hmm. so then there's a man and a woman who were shot in the head um but it's not clear who did it and it was off screen so i don't really know what happened there and then we have mrs burr burlucky who committed suicide, as we said, by hanging herself off screen. Nelson Christopher was stabbed to death by Corey in self-defense. Officer Doug Milani was held by Corey, allowing Michael Myers to slice open his throat and stab him repeatedly with the kitchen knife. That was pretty brutal. That was pretty brutal. Death, yeah. Especially the way that Corey just like held him there and then just let Michael do his thing. Like, yeah, that was pretty messed up. Dr. Mathis was stabbed repeatedly in the face by Corey with a corkscrew. Yeah. Not the best way to go out, I would think. No. Seems a bit awful. Nurse Deb was pinned to a wall after being stabbed in the chest by Michael with a kitchen knife. And this seems very reminiscent. Wasn't referenced, but that's what he did to, um, what's his face, Bob? Is that the one that got on the wall in the original Halloween? It was like the same thing. Like he was like stuck up on the wall, right? Yep. So. Kind of, they didn't reference that, but same sort of thing. And Billy was stabbed in the eye by Corey with a drumstick off screen. Oh. Very gross. Once again, Stacy was killed by Corey with a wrench off screen. And Ronald Cunningham was accidentally shot through the head by Terry with a shotgun. Accidentally. Oops. Oops. And then Terry had his face melted by Corey with a blowtorch. Also seems like a bad way to go. Yeah. Bit yeah. gross. Also pretty yeah. nasty. It was slower death, I would imagine, having that just melt your face off. Margot had her skull crushed by Corey after he trapped her under the chain link fence and then stomped her head. That was a very Michael move. Yeah. That way. Like we had a whole conversation about if people could really do that. But 
Michael could do it. Yeah. And I guess Corey, who's pretend Michael. So. Well, Michael gave him some sort of strength. Or to whatever. Do it. Mm-hmm. Or transference or something. Something. And then, let's see, we have Joan Cunningham, who was stabbed to death by Corey with a kitchen knife off screen. Uh, There was that random female receptionist who was stabbed to death by Corey with a kitchen knife. Willie, the kid, his head was rammed twice against the recording booth until his jaw broke. And then Corey took a pair of scissors and cut off his tongue. That was the best kill in the whole movie. I know it's the bad. record skips. Boop, yes, boop, and the tongue the DJ. is just on there. I think that's the best kill in the whole and movie. And I know it's bad because I have not, I did not watch it. I did not watch Twice, it in theaters. Three times. I did not watch it when we rewatched this movie. I have yet to, I get to the scene and I watched the face bashing. I got a little further in with this one. And probably in the theater, I got pretty far. I don't remember specifically. But when this the scissors came out in the theater, I was like, I can't do it because I know what he's about to do. And I have not watched it. I just, I tried the lot when we were watching it for this. Yeah. I tried. I was like, I'm going to watch it. No, the, we're going to talk about the, it. But I was like, I, I can't one. do it. I just, I can't. This is the best kill in this whole movie. So disgusting. I just cannot do it. Mm-mm. Wait till we get to Freddy. Oh, God. If that bothers you, wait till we get to. I don't know what it was. It was the tongue thing. I don't know what it is. I mean, I watched like the face bashing and stuff, and then I was like, ooh. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, that's probably the top kill of the last three movies, honestly. Yeah. There was some pretty, like we said in the last movie, he's so brutal and it's so epic. And, but this is like the, the worst. Overall, what did you think of the movie? Well, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Let's let's finish so I don't we don't get too off track. Okay. So, because we only got a couple de- deaths left, so Corey wow. officially died because his neck was snapped by Michael. Right. And then, but I really and truly, since we're here, I thought it was going to be one of those things, just like Michael, where we were going to look and then he was just going to be gone. And you're just like, right. oh, Corey left. He's bleeding to death, but he's gone. He's gone somewhere mm-hmm. after all that, but. They didn't do that. And then Michael, here's the epic one. Michael Myers stabbed in the chest and then threw the hand, well, multiple hands, and pinned against the counter with the knives in the fridge, was stabbed in the neck, and then his throat was very much slashed right. along with his wrist by Lori. And then they took him and ground him up like hamburger. Yeah, in a in a like a industrial grinder or something yeah it was like where they destroy the cars and stuff yeah in a junkyard where they put like tires and things and i remember like when we first went to that scene or the the junkyard whatever where Corey was working and they showed that i was like oh someone's gonna get crushed in there like that's gonna be a death right there as soon as i saw that on screen not knowing it would be michael but like at the end when they were driving him around, like then it was kind of like, oh, that makes sense. They're going to take him. And then the police got involved and everything. And they were like, this is how it is tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is not a normal thing. But so a couple more facts about the kills. This is the lowest kill count from Michael Myers in any Halloween film with just officially three. So Officer Doug, Nurse Deb, and then Corey. The majority of the kills are actually from Corey. And the right. previous record for the lowest number was in the original Halloween where Michael had just five kills and a dog. And a dog. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's not since the original. Wow. Yeah. Michael Myers actually doesn't even appear in this movie until 38 minutes into it. Right. It's pretty a decent chunk into the movie. And I was curious because people were just like, oh, Michael's not in this movie and he's always in the movie so much longer and this is bullshit. So for everybody saying that, as revealed by the social media page Halloween Movie Source on Twitter, the shape appears on screen for a total of 10 minutes and 55 seconds in Halloween Ends. And his screen time in the original Halloween is 9 minutes and 37 seconds. So he's actually in this more. A minute longer. Mm-hmm. No, a minute and like 20 seconds. Yeah, so he's in this longer. Mm-hmm. It's a different vibe for the movie. It's I understand all that. It's different. But if you're going by screen time, he still beat out the original Halloween for how long he was in it. Right. So just an interesting fact to think about. And after Michael's demise and disposal of his body, the mask is seen sitting on a coffee table at Lori's house in the final shot. And I liked that. That means he's going to come back for it. Well, yeah, because I'm like, well, clearly that means this is not done. Obviously. If they would have crushed the mask as well, Mm -hmm. then I could have been like, But she held on to it. So, yeah. So I got one more trivia and then I have some quotes that we can just discuss. So... Somebody didn't shut their phone off. It's on vibrate. I apologize. Rude. Anyways, if we're done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guitar player Zach Myers of Shinedown has a small cameo during the first diner scene of the movie. His real name is, in fact, Michael Zachary Myers, and he has been on set of several Halloween movies over the last several years, and Halloween is his favorite horror film. Oh, which, imagine that. If your name Michael Myers, then Yeah. And he has a lot of several Michael Myers masks, some that are custom made, and then has even had some displayed on stage during concerts. So I thought that was just a fun fact. Yeah. All right. So quotes for this movie. We've got Lori. I've said goodbye to my boogeyman, but the truth is evil doesn't die. It changes shape, which is like the whole premise, as we said, of this entire movie. And then Lori says, you know, there are two kinds of evil. There's the evil that exists as an external force that threatens the well-being of the tribe. Survival depends on understanding and awareness and fear of physical threat to our daily lives. The other kind of evil lives inside of inside of us, like a sickness or an infection. It's more dangerous because we may not know we're infected. I thought that was very interesting. That's a good quote. Yeah, very interesting quote from her and then nurse Deb before she ultimately gets it from Michael she's talking to Allison and she says you're fucking him you're fucking him aren't you she's talking about Corey so they're having a conversation right so she says you're fucking him aren't you it's like the perfect story of Haddonfield in a way cute young girl call let me try this again I'm really struggling okay cut okay you're fucking him aren't you It's like the perfect story of Haddonfield in a way. Cute young girl falls for local creep. Imagine if your grandmother had fallen in love with Michael Myers, but she didn't. I heard she stabbed him in the neck with a fucking knitting needle. And Allison says, what's your problem, Deb? You talk to me like I'm never here. Do you ever shut your goddamn mouth? And then nurse Deb, I believe after a brief pause, says, I know, right? I I know I talk too much. I just get so excited about all that boogeyman bullshit. And I was like, yeah, that's that's like Haddonfield in a nutshell. Yeah. Really, truly. So that is all I had. So what do you think? 
Because a lot of people really hate this movie. I mean, I don't... I feel like it's slow. It's very slow. It felt slower when we rewatched it. And, like, in the theater, it was like... I was excited for it. I, I was pumped up. I think that was... Do you think there's a difference? Yeah, Like, when you're absolutely. at the theater and you're surrounded by it and you're just waiting to see what happens... Yes. ...versus you're sitting at home? I That's why I think the difference between cinema and streaming comes yeah. in. Because you're actually immersed in the theater and you want to know what's going on Mm -hmm. but honestly i feel like they missed an opportunity with Corey. Mm -hmm. i feel like they could have extended his character out and maybe possibly brought him back for the next installment Mm -hmm. or michael myers would have transferred into him Mm -hmm. i feel like they just kind of missed the boat yeah i i think the idea was really interesting how they keep saying like like they were making a whole point of how this was an accident from Corey, but they needed a scapegoat. They need someone else to blame. There's even a whole conversation where um, the mom of the kid who died is like basically yelling at him. And then we find out that essentially it feels like, um, oh no, it's Corey's mom. That's what I'm thinking of. So there's, she's talking to Corey's mom and she's just like, you know, Michael Myers disappeared and they needed somebody to blame and to be afraid of. And then they picked Corey. Right. So there's that question of, do you make the monster or is the monster already there? Because then in another reference scene, the dad of the kid says that he thought something was off with Corey. So then it's like, well, which is it? Did the town make him that way? Did the town bring it out of him? And it wouldn't have manifested like that if they hadn't I feel like the town had something to do with it I mean I feel like that's a lot of stories sometimes are people who are bullied and picked on and messed with and they go and they do something extreme as a reaction to it not to get too real but look at the Columbine people that's what I was thinking yeah you know and that's why they make such a big deal out of school about trying to like Make sure you're not picking on kids and trying to do a whole big anti-bullying thing because either kids kill themselves or they come in and try and kill other people. Yeah. Sometimes. And it's the same sort of idea, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they didn't make Michael Myers. He was that way. Right. So But they I do agree the town needed somebody to blame and he just happened to be that next person in line. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he just didn't move away, him and his family. Yeah, right? Why did they stay in Haddonfield? Yeah, what forced them to do that? Mm-hmm. That's another thing I would say. You know, why didn't you just leave? Yeah. Start over somewhere new? Exactly. I mean, I don't think there was a tri- trial. Did they say there was a trial? I think they They did, did do a trial. I think there was something, and then they basically they were like, it was an in. accident. So, I mean... So nothing really came about it because he didn't do it on purpose. But yeah, I would have left. Mm-hmm. What do you think about about the movie? Did you? It was kind of slow, and it was slower than I remembered. And I still don't mind it, like the whole idea of it. But I guess I do wish maybe they went more of the route, like some of it with Michael. I do think some people had a point where he found him, and Michael was just like living in the sewer or whatever. With that homeless guy and he wasn't doing anything and he didn't really fight back and and all that like that didn't really i guess vibe with the michael that we know because michael would have never let someone take his mask he would have no. been like the fuck you doing like right. that's it we're done we're not right we're not messing around anymore i'm gonna bash your face then so right it would have been more interesting to see not maybe that weakness but more him just taking 
seeing whatever he sees in Corey and then just vibing with him and being like, all right, let's go kill some people. Right. Friend, come on. Let me teach you. Let me bring you under my wing or something. Mm-hmm. And let me give you the powers that I have. And it kind of went a little bit like Ghostface to a certain extent because the whole point of Scream for the last 20 years or whatever, people keep putting on the ghost face mask and the ghost face costume and like idolizing the people that came before them and killing whatever their reasoning is. And you did have Corey doing the same sort of thing with Michael idolizing him Mm -hmm. and going out to get his revenge and killing people. Right. But it just, it wasn't the same, you know, setup, I guess. So maybe if there was more of a setup, maybe we had more of it going from the second movie to this one. And it wasn't just all in this movie. I don't know if that would have helped the storyline. But I don't hate it by any means. No, I don't hate it. Mm-mm. I just think it moves slower. I think they they missed the opportunity. I mean, I still liked it. It was still entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, not every movie can be the same or a carbon copy of another or would mm-hmm. be entertainment. I yeah. just feel like we could have done more with the characters and mm-hmm. they should have done more. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see who's going to pick up the mantle and move the story forward i wonder if they'll do allison i mean she's really good in this I or mean, if it'll be a whole new thing. i mean they set her up i mean maybe michael myers goes after allison next mm-hmm. but depending on what's going on mm-hmm. they did a do good job of setting that part portion mm-hmm. up yeah i'm curious to see when the next one comes out how they make up for the storyline because we've had Michael killed before and they made up some bullshit, but they like grinded him up. And yeah, I'm wondering so, how he's going to like come back. Yeah. I'm not sure what the excuse is going to be for him coming back this time. I'm not sure what they'll do. I'll figure it out. They're yeah. clever. Mm-hmm. That's why there's so many producers on a, on a mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Say, Oh, remember this, that, and, and the other. I would be curious, not if jamie lee curtis comes back as Lori because she seemed she spent a lot of time campaigning this last series in this last movie to say like this is the end of Lori, which i thought meant okay she's gonna die i but thought Lori was gonna die at the she end she made it. it through they let her have a happy ending so whether you think that was appropriate or not that's what they did and i'm curious if she would come back ever as just like a producer on the film just to give like her two cents on it but not to actually I could see her doing that. I, mean, I could she, see that. She was in Halloween 3. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. Yeah, like just, you know, to help guide it, but not really to be in it. But do you like that they gave Lori a happy ending or do you think she should have died? Um, I could I could see it both ways. I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, both ways I could see it. I mean, it would be a bit, a bit more of a twist if she would have died at the end. Mm-hmm. But I could see it both ways. I mean, it would have said something if they both went down together, her and Michael. Yeah, like if they would, both would have killed each other, that mm-hmm. would have been a better ending, a better story. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I'm saying they missed the, missed the mark. They did have a different ending and they actually had to go back and reshoot the one that they did it got leaked no they did test screenings and audiences were not into it so they actually had done a different ending and they had to redo it and this was the one they ended up with wow i wonder what the last ending was i think it was i can't remember i know i read about it but i feel like it was like a softer ending and i don't think that they grind ground michael up or anything i don't think that was part of it but no And I thought it was interesting how the whole town of Haddonfield came out to follow Michael's yeah. dead body 
out while they destroyed him. That was a town thing. And Everybody is comparable town. now. Yeah, the whole town was involved. So that was interesting. And I mean, the whole point of them always needing someone to blame, like, what are they going to do now? Do you think there's going to be another person out there that gets all Maybe. this shit? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Corey's dead now. Mm-hmm. Michael is dead, mm-hmm. supposedly. It just, it's going to be interesting how they're going to put it back together. Mm-hmm. What his next revenge is. So I think this movie as an ending for Lori and Lori's storyline was well done. Okay. Maybe not as much for Michael. Right. Because of the decisions they made. Right. No, I can see that. So that might be part of why I can't make up my mind, you know, and I don't hate it because I really did like all of Lori's storylines. I liked her writing her book and her trying to have a normal life. And then people are just like accosting her in the grocery yeah. store parking lot. Oh, like, look what you did to my sister. Like, bitch, she did not do that to your sister. You think she asked Michael to come out and she was implying like, oh, you baited him, whatever. Like he was coming regardless. And that's not fair to blame Lori because your sister your sister's husband died or whatever and then she got stabbed but it was a good callback really it's just the the town Mm -hmm. like it goes back to Corey. like Mm -hmm. they need somebody to blame yeah and they were they weren't they were blaming Lori, and she wasn't taking it well even though she tried to pretend like it was fine but that's you know why she was such a recluse i feel like right and they had been pointing that out for all the movies. And then in, in this one, you could kind of really get it because people are just yelling at her if she was out and about. I don't know why she doesn't leave either. Lori was there because she, at the end of the day, she did want to fight Michael. Like, right. I she knew he that. was going to come back and that's why she stayed. That's really Mike. She was obsessed with Michael and that's what but it was. Nowadays, now that it's done, I don't know why she just doesn't leave. She'd publish her book and go. Mm-hmm. I did like in the movie when my we were getting to the climax scenes and she was doing that whole fake out with the gun like she's gonna kill i remember in the theater i was like this is some bullshit there's no way that Lori strode is gonna go out by killing herself are you kidding me but i liked the way the scene was filmed because you did have that question about what was going on and how she was looking all week and and you know holding up to her head and being so dramatic about it all for show and then you hear the shot and you see the stuff splatter but it's just the pumpkin right i did kind of like that scene though the way they set it up but in my head i was just like if this is the way that Lori goes on, i'm gonna be pissed i'm right. like gonna walk out of the theater right <laughs> i'm not gonna tolerate this very well if this is how they do it but they didn't and i liked how she was just like are you fucking serious you thought i was gonna kill myself I did like that. Made it too easy for you. Uh huh. I liked that bit when she was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Clearly, I wouldn't do that. And I'm like, yes, you would not. That's true. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts you want to share about the movie? No, I, I'm i just curious to see how it's going to move on. What the next one What's will be? the next installment is going to be? Uh-huh. I hope they learn. It's kind of like Scream. They The requel, they learned from their mistakes and made it better. Yes. So I'm hoping... They do that in the next installment. And, oh, out of the three, so these three movies, I mean, I really liked Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. Yeah. Which one is your favorite? Probably Halloween Kills. I was leaning towards and that because it was just so violent. Halloween and then and then this one and then this one yeah if i had to rank them that's probably what i would do too 
So. Okay, so if we're done with this movie, then let's do a real quick thing at the end. So, out of the what thirteen Halloween movies we have now watched, watched. and discussed, okay, do you have a favorite one or like a top three? I always like H two O. That's yeah. always in my even uh, though Michael is goofier in that one. That is a fun movie. I always I always put that in my top. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers films. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, I liked. You know, uh, I liked the later ones in the so I liked Halloween Kills. I liked Halloween twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and I wish they would have done better with this one. But I, I mean, I liked Season of the Witch, mm-hmm. but for what it was. I did like Season of the Witch, too, even though it wasn't a true Michael Myers movie. So, but I would say my fa- one of my favorite ones is Halloween H2O. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say the original Halloween. Okay. Even though Michael's barely it, whatever. But, I mean, it built the franchise up. You have the original Michael, Nick Castle, you know, you got John Carpenter. They just had this little idea, no money, and yeah. the franchise they built, and the whole thing that they've always talked about with the first one and the idea of the basically all the movies that spawned after it. The whole thing with that original movie is just a lot of suspense. So you don't have to watch Michael constantly stabbing people and being there it's just the suspense of knowing he might be around the corner right and that's so good because that just keeps you on the edge of your seat like what's going to happen next so that's something about the the first movie i really like a lot i feel like the the first movie was designed for a different audience it was a different time a different place Mm -hmm. and then they kind of spawned it out Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm glad they liked it yeah and then i don't know I did like H2O. I thought that was a fun movie. And then probably the 2018 Halloween Kills would be my other top ones. Even though I know people have problems with that one too, those two, but I just really liked the. Right. I liked the Michael and I liked the storylines and all of that. Right. And I, I liked that Lori wasn't just a victim in the newer ones that she was trying to get rid of him and fight him. And she was crazy, they said, but stronger. And she really knew what was coming. Right. So I liked that, that bit too. I was trying to find, cause I know I have it saved somewhere, all the Michael masks. Um, but which, which movie do you think is the worst or do you have like a least favorite? I feel like the thorn, like the thorn, like uh, Halloween, the that storyline, mm-hmm. like how Michael Myers got the curse and everything like that. The curse of Michael Myers. I just, it. yeah, I wasn't feeling that. I feel like those kind of dropped the ball as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, for such a good franchise, they've dropped the ball numerous times because they know with the storylines. Yeah, yeah, with the storylines. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with you. I and the thing was when they were doing that whole thing with Jamie, I didn't really necessarily mind it, but I did not like the execution of it. I feel like Jamie should have came back as a killer. 
I would have in the just next like one. Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance had pointed out even then that they should have went that direction with her, right. joining forces with Michael. Right. But they didn't, and that that is what it is. But yeah, to have her come back, and, and then in the next one she can't talk and figure. I didn't ever understand why she was there, and yeah. was she kind of like in a prison or she's in that like it was in like a a home for kids it's a group home i think for like mentally because unstable kids parents didn't want her anymore no i think she needed the care like she was with nursing staffs and stuff because she's got it was like a mental right because after what happened with her she went crazy yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah i agree with you on that so yeah i just feel like they missed the mark again for me it will continue to be no argument resurrection that is the stupidest michael dangertainment and i feel so bad because that's pretty funny i like that you do the dangertainment thing though that does make me laugh the only reason so dumb the only reason that movie is good is because of buster rhymes it has some good actors in it right but that's the premise why I'm like, of it sucks. What, what did you do? You put all these people together and then you just made garbage. Like, right. That is the one I just, the first time we ever watched it, I was just like, what the fuck? And then anytime we rewatched it, I'm just like, I, I can't do this movie. Like, even though the Jamie storyline really annoys me and I have a lot to say about it, I just feel like I, I don't have much to say about Resurrection other than it's just stupid. Like, yeah. I just do not like it. I, no. Mm-mm. So, do you have a favorite or least favorite Michael mask? And I did pull them up if you would like to. to um, them the here. return of Michael Myers is terrible because it's the white one with the big eyes. Mm-hmm. The nineteen nineteen eighty eight one. Mm-hmm. And the nineteen eighty nine one didn't look any. And sometimes better. remember they did this garbage where they didn't fit the mask to the person correctly you know it was some crap like that which just i mean i feel like the (sighs) best masks were probably the first one the first one is a classic the second one and then the second one is the same the same mask right really it just looks different because of dick warlock but yeah um this one does have the Rob Zombie ones on there, so pretend they're not there. Because Halloween in 2018, Halloween kills, and Hollywood so, ends. Mikey up there you're is right. from Halloween Kills, so obviously we like that mask because yeah. I bought it. But yeah, I mean, just looking over the mask, I feel like the best one is Halloween Kills. I really like Halloween, the original. I really like Halloween 2018. And I do like that burnt, crusty garbage that they have going on in Halloween Kills. I do. I really, Return is like a lot, you're right, with the very white. Resurrection, like when I look at the mask, it does look really bad. (laughs) It does not look good. Even though I don't hate the movie by any means, but it does look pretty like terrible. Like, yeah, it's got too much going on on the mask. Like it's not faceless enough. I don't know, it's just strange. And I think, that was the one where they were doing like cgi masks and and shit they were having like issues with it if i remember right so right yeah yeah that one does not does not look so good i think it's the eyeballs maybe from h2o 
H2O is okay. Well, I think it's the eyeballs. But, but then, I feel like they need to be blacker. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And then resurrection is the one I really don't like because of the, the facial definition. I feel like if in H2O, even though I like the movie, if they would have made the eyes blacker, like Donald Pleasantry said. Yeah, they the cut black it too, eyes. They cut the eye holes too big. I yeah. Think. Or they didn't do makeup underneath or something. They should have just yeah. kept it. That's one thing about Michael. He has black eyes. Yeah. And the, in that one, you could see him and you're just like, that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. But Resurrection, I'm sorry. That was the one I was talking about that had too much facial definition on it. So the movie's stupid. The mask is stupid. I just don't like it. <laughs> That's so. it. And then I don't know if you have a favorite Michael, meaning like. Which and, actor? Yeah. If there's like one in particular. And again, if you want to look at the. I mean, for remembrances, you can look at the photos. But... Nick Castle's always great. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Warlock is always great. Yeah, Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like those two mm-hmm. are always safe bets when it comes to Halloween. I mean, Dick Warlock and him. I really like James Jude Courtney in the last three. Yes, I think, I think he, he did, did an good. excellent job. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I think he did an excellent, excellent job at being Michael. I think he's great. I think, I mean, I think everybody did what they could with the character for what they were given, whether the movie was stupid or not. I don't think there was anybody, in my opinion, who did a horrible Michael job. The mask may look dumb, but I don't think necessarily anybody portrayed him poorly. Right. You know, um, I know some people give Chris Durand shit because they, they said Halloween, like I said before, they think the H2O one is too goofy. Right. But I like all of them, but I really, really like James Hugh Courtney. And yeah, I agree, Dick Warlock taking on the reins in the second one. Uh-huh. So good. And then uh, my favorite, though, will be Nick Castle because without Nick Castle, you do not have Michael the, Myers. Right. You don't have the walk, you don't have the stare, you don't have the head tilt. You don't have any of the things that makes Michael Michael if you don't have Nick Castle. Right. And it's so funny that he just wanted to hang out on set with his friend. <laughs> and they're like, hey, could you be this guy for us? Thanks. And, and now. Turns out to be the best decision of his life. Yeah, he's forever Michael and he is the original. And I think that's awesome. So he's probably always going to be my favorite. For sure. But I like all of them. So if any of them are at any of these cons, I'm just like, that's fucking awesome. We will be going to many, many cons this year. Nick so. Castle is going to be at Spookala. Yes. Just FYI. And last time we went to Spookala, not last time, because last time we were just there, but when we went to Spookala before and Nick Castle was there, when it was quieter, he, he just was just walking, walking around. around. So the actors were doing that the last Spookala too, because like, as we said, Seth Green, we Seth Green, and we you know saw some of the other actors, but Nick Castle for sure definitely was just like walking around saying what's up to people and we were like Nick Castle's over there. Should have just went and said hi. We should have. This time. This time we speak out, we're gonna get you, Nick Castle. You're gonna take a photo with our with our Michael, right? Yeah, Please. that's what we're gonna try to do. Yes, because that would be awesome. I would have loved that. Um, because Dick Warlock was at Yeah. He was at Spookal, but he was so busy. Yeah, and again didn't really get to see him, but that would have been super cool too. But it is what it is. So, so yeah, we are done, done with uh, done done with done the Halloween with Halloween. Franchise. As much as I love Michael and Halloween, I just this is, I'm does ready not to move include on. the Rob Zombies films. We will be we coming will back covering to Rob him in a whole different like you category. Said, he has to too me, many films out there. 
to just yes. lump him into this. And we're going to come back and do John Carpenter films that are not this. And the, we didn't do Rob Zombie because it's its own separate thing in my right. mind. Like, it's a little it's bit just, more violent. It just, it's, he, he, Rob Zombie has a, his own take on the Halloween exactly. franchise. All of these movies, at the very least, started with Halloween 1978 as their jumping off point. Right. All of these. Rob Zombie was like, nope, I'm going to redo the whole thing, the whole thing starting from the beginning. So that's why we were like, we'll do that as a separate thing with Rob Zombie because it is going to be a different, right? Different totally different. Feel, everything. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit different from these. So. Yeah, for sure. So next week, we're going to be discussing Monster Squad. We're going to switch it up. We're going to do a little bit more of a fun, fun. movie. And One then, of Robbie's favorites. Yeah. If you guys like Monster Squad, let me know in the yes. comments. Yeah, we were like, we will switch it up a little bit and do some fun horror, scary movies. And then we're going to do. And then we're going to do uh, Lost Boys. Yeah, the series. The series. Yeah, we'll go ahead and do all this because why not? Again, a little more on the lighthearted side. And know. then we'll get back into the slashers. And then we'll pick what we want to slash up next. Not sure where we want to go. Hmm. Maybe we'll kind of figure it out based on the cons we're going to. We'll look at some of the guests and maybe. Yeah. Because I know I have not seen nearly as many horror movies as you have. Right. So definitely check out our Etsy store. Please. It's 1950 Studios on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can find all of our horror merchandise. There are Jason shirts. Several Jason shirts now. Yes. There's some a Snape shirt. Halloween shirts. Halloween shirts. Screams mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do just do abundance of shirts, but mm-hmm. if you want to see the up to date designs that we're offering, check that out. Mm-hmm. We do. We will have them available at the cons we go to. Some yes. things you can get exclusively at the cons that yes. you can't get at the on our Etsy store. Yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, just be looking for us on Instagram. And just let us let us know. Come yeah. up and say hello if you see us at the cons. Yep. And don't forget to follow our Instagram at Boogeyman Pod plus Limitless Broadcasting. If you want to check both of those out. Limitless Broadcasting posts about all of our podcasts. And obviously Boogeyman is just, you know, creepy stuff. Spooky. Right. Spooky. Spooky. Spooky stuff, as we say. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Please like, subscribe, comment. Mm-hmm. Share it with a friend. Really helps our content out. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Until see. next time. We'll see you. Bye. Bye. You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast is produced and hosted by Robbie and Sammy Brooksby as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Podcast Network. Post production and intro by Sammy Brooksby. Follow the show on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. You can also follow the Limitless Broadcasting Company at Limitless Broadcasting and your horror hosts at Robert1950 Studios and at The Salmon Lamb. We also have a TikTok at 1950 Studios. Email your creepy comments and spooky suggestions to us at boogeymanpod at gmail.com. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. Have a horrific week! <laughs>